Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where I interview some of the best entrepreneurs and retailers and people who deal with retail in a new and exciting podcast format each week. So join me live here, or you can also find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. Let's get going. Thanks for joining me today on this edition. I'm speaking with Brian Travilla, Regional and District Manager at Petco, to talk about how to have those uncomfortable conversations about attitude, what works to get your employees to succeed, and his own trajectory from working at Montgomery Ward when he was in high school to being responsible for about a thousand people. He joined me from his office in Chicago. Thanks for joining me, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doc, for another edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. Today, I am joined by Brian Travilla. And Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Bob. Delighted to be with you. Um, you're right. I'm Brian Travilla. I'm a retail uh, leader. I've been one for, gosh, over 20 years, going on 27 right now. And uh, currently, I'm a district leader with Petco. And um, I work in sh- Chicago. I have the downtown market. Pretty uh, adventuresome market with a with a retailer grinding its way through a very interesting time. Yeah. Um, I'll say I've, I've held a number of positions all the way from my first role with Mockham Reward as a paint mixer. Oh my goodness. And, yep. Yep. And uh, now obviously leading, uh, you know, about a thousand people. So uh, you I, couldn't be I, that old. You I'm much younger than that. <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, I started in high school and um, I was really fortunate to grow with Mockham Reward. I was with them almost 10 years. And they moved me to Chicago from Florida wow. and uh, I've done a lot. It's been a, it's been a really interesting ride. Retail is, is just a contact sport to say the least. Yeah, no, that's really interesting that uh, Montgomery Wards, for those of you who don't know, they were like the first ones in the catalog business. I was in uh, Los Angeles and remember Montgomery Ward was pretty big out there and uh, they had a hell of a training program. Wasn't that kind of uh, one of their hallmarks? Brian? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, I would say training and even more mentoring. They were fun- they had a phenomenal amount of mentors at that company, and they were long term leaders that were venerable and and they took you under their wing. And you know, I had a, a, an honor to to learn from some just unbelievable retail leaders. And so, how has that played out as you've taken these other positions through some of these other bigger box um, retailers? Sure. Well, you know, I tell you what, the one thing personally, I've, I've made a commitment to myself. I've worked with some amazing leaders and obviously we've worked with some leaders that will say we're weren't amazing, but I've always uh, kept that in mind that the value that those people put in me, I've made a promise to do the same to others. So throughout all my careers, I think if, if I could say the, 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 the degree of success that I'm most proud of is the folks that I've been able to mentor and promote and see them grow. Uh, so, that's what so, I, I do. Good. So give me a specific that's all general. Give me a specific yeah. time when you had an employee who um, I- I'm going to go to the other side. So who was basically unmentorable, right? So yep. you've got you've got sales goals or you've got things that have to be done, and uh, maybe it's not a perfect fit, right? We've all had we've all had that in retail. You're you're charged with someone that you didn't hire necessarily, right? But they are directly responsible for your success. So. You don't have to give us their name and position, obviously, but can you think of a specific time and how you uh, how you dealt with that? Because we're talking about things that go well. And if you could could share with us some of those tips, I think that'd be really valuable. 
You bet. Well, I had a store leader that we all know around the holidays. We work more. Uh, we generally go to six days a week. The hours of the store get longer. Freight gets heavier. Just things really pick up. And I had a store leader that uh, really was disconnected as we entered the holiday season. And you're right. I didn't hire the store leader uh, and, and just showed a lot of negativity, you know, and on a store visit, just dejected. And I finally said to this leader, I said, before we go any further, what's going on? And um, gave me a lot of pushback, a lot of excuses, a lot of low level mm. stuff. And I said, listen, let's go out. Let's go have a talk here and, you know, sit this person down. Uh, they they wouldn't open up. I was unsuccessful in that visit. Did another visit. Same thing. So I had to go to a performance management. It's my only option if you're right. not going to work with me. Right. So uh, issued structured performance management and they got even worse. And I said, <laughs> listen, <laughs> You're going down a path you don't want to go down. And I'm telling you, as a human, I'm here to help you. I'm not here to come after you. Long story short, the, the store leader finally admitted to me that, that they had some major problems with the holidays surrounding some family issues as, a, as they grew up and everything. And they just really couldn't handle it. Uh -huh. Well, guess what? We have an employee assistance program. I was able to relate and show a lot of empathy and say, hey, guess what? I grew up the same way. Yeah. I still issued the performance management store leader really clicked and said, man, I learned a lesson. I need to ask for help because I just uh -huh. was so upset. I was, I was going down a bad path. Long story short, uh, I don't work with that, that store leader anymore, but I just was recognized on their Facebook page as a leader that really made an, uh, an impression on them. And they're, they're successful to this day. This store leader is still doing a great job, but Boy, I tell you what, it was getting really close for a while. And, you know, as a, as a, as a leader, I'm like, what more can I do right. to help you? And, you know, I think the key learning there is, is sometimes really showing that empathy and saying, hey, put business aside. What can I do for you? And to be so, vulnerable enough to hear it, because yeah. um, he could have just as easily said, I hate you and everything about you or a million things. But being able to make him comfortable enough or that her uh, being able to make that person comfortable enough to confide in you. Um, that's a skill that I don't think we're seeing in many retailers these days. So, you know, it's kind of like um, breathe on this mirror. If you can work in a schedule, then that's fine. And that great mm -hmm. opportunity to grow your business through your people sometimes is lacking. But you had that you had that training. So so you've ended up being able to uh, make a difference not only in that person's life, but I imagine also in the way that they look at the holidays. I, you know, I believe so. And, and I, I think sometimes we get so focused on results. We get so focused on the heat of the moment. It's it's easy to just follow that linear performance management path. But that's just going to create a problem down the road. You got to replace, train. You got to do a lot of stuff, and that can have impact on the store, the team, the customers. So, hitting a set, hitting your brakes, and saying, "Wait a minute, I know I'm in charge, and I know I can do what I need to do." But let's go to that one last moment. What can I do for you? And you personalize it because I remember getting back to our market reward time. I was a young junior manager that you know had a lot of. I made a lot of mistakes. Let's face it, and there was some patience shown to me from my leaders and. You know, I just got to pay that forward. I've got to do that. That's so funny you say that because I just flashed on when I was like a young manager, I don't know, like 23 or something. Yeah. And uh, the owner of the company, uh, well, there was this woman who was in charge of HR and she had wanted something and, and I thought it was ridiculous. And I probably pretty much, we didn't have email back in those days. So I don't know how we communicated, quite frankly, but maybe a phone call. I don't know. In any event, he called me up and he goes, 
You know, when someone's in your court, you really don't want to give them a reason not to be in your court. And I was like, right. oh, really? And he kind of unpacked for me, like, yeah, you probably need to apologize and you need to realize that you hurt her feelings. You weren't criticizing the performance. You would actually become personal. So that kind of leads me to, um, to you. What's been your biggest challenge in the last three years and how you overcame it? I'll tell you, the last ch- the, the challenge I see in, in retail that I've dealt with the most is, is really the workforce, hiring uh, people that are really engaged, that want to earn their way to a better position. What I see oftentimes now is, is, you know, folks with great educations, and I value that tremendously, but they want to start at the top and, and they want a significant salary. And, right. Hey, we all do, but, but there's, there's a path to get there. So I would say in the last three to five years, I've dealt with a lot of um, folks who, you know, they want to bypass those learning years. And I think, you know, that time in that time, uh, you know, at the register, the time in the back room, the time in the store, you got to. You got to open, you got to close, you got to do all these things so you know and you can relate to people. Well, that's a good Um, point. And work the hours and the holidays that you missed and the the dates that you missed and all the other stuff. Otherwise, you're one of these people that flies in and thinks that you can just tell people to do things and they're going to follow you, right? I mean, you're leading a thousand people. How is that even possible that they want to do anything for you? You know, you've got to work on, you got some mad skills there, Brian. You got to, you, you know, and when I go into stores, I, the first people I see are my associates. I mean, I, I, I get to know everything I can, little, big, small, uh, about associates because, you know what, I want them to see me as Brian, not, not the boss or the leader or the district leader, if you will. If I'm in there and I can relate and I can help them in their job and I can ask them how things are going, uh, the old adage is if you, if you want to know uh, how things are, ask the associates, you know, because they'll tell you the truth. <laughs> they will tell you the truth. My managers tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That new that new computer program doesn't work because this key doesn't work and no one's listening to me. And you're like, holy crap, how did yep. I not know that? We did this you for bet. nine months, right? Yep, you bet. What's a good, tell me, what's the best advice you think you ever received? That could be over anything. Sure. Uh, be a, Be an elephant, not a hippo. Okay, you have to explain and, that because yeah. I haven't seen that on a I haven't seen that on a toaster cozy or a motivational quote. So what does that mean? When you look at an elephant, elephants have big ears and small mouths, and a hippo has really tiny ears and huge mouths. And as a young manager, I was a hippo. I really felt that I was really awesome, yeah. and I wanted people to know that. And uh, very similar to your story, I've had to I've had to you know mend some fences in my time, <laughs> and I've learned <clears throat> I've learned the more I listen especially as I get further in my years and, and position and authority and responsibility, the more I listen, the more I learn. And, and, and I, I always find the people that do the majority of the talking, you know, there, there, there could be suspects I'm going on there. So I've learned to be yeah. uh, an elephant with big ears. I love that. I love that. I know um, that that really does. We kind of forget that sometimes. And like, as a, as a retail consultant, a lot of times I say, you know, the best thing that I think I do is I have the ears of the customer, but I also, have have listened an awful lot and i just ask a lot of questions because i just want you to be thinking about it like sure does that make sense is that in line with what you just said or how does that how does that do so i love that idea between uh the hippopotamus hippopotamus or rhinoceros hippopotamus hippopotamus hip and the elephant so so i want you to think there you are you're at, at a starbucks or you're at your favorite coffee place and a buddy wants to meet with you a guy or a gal and they have decided that they're going to get out of corporate life 
and they're going to open a retail store. So what would you tell that friend about going into retail nowadays? Uh, well, I would, I would, I would, I would challenge their, how much detective work have you done on competition? Number uh-huh. one, because the competitive landscape is, is, is so omni-channel now. I mean, it's yeah. coming from everywhere. So, you know, what are you selling and why do you feel like opening a retail store is the right answer versus an e-commerce site? Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, and, and it, you know, obviously if you want to open a retail store in this day and age, it's probably going to be super duper uh, specialty. And, exactly. Um, it, it better be. And then do you, how much do you want to devote time? Do you want to devote to this? Because if you think, you know, the time you worked at a corporate role was a, was a lot of hours. <laughs> remember retails are open sun up to sundown seven days a week so well but i don't have to really be open that much brian i could close on saturdays and sundays and have time with my with my kids right you sure can and not be in business for a long time (laughs) and uh so so they're gonna have to really think this out so i would say hey i'm gonna be your best friend and you're gonna submit me your business plan and i'm gonna pick it apart for you because i care about you you know, that's a great point because I used to work in franchising and you, you'd have people who would basically take a business plan from something they found on the web and then they would submit it for the SBA loan. And you're like, no, really, this isn't the idea. It's it's what happens if you open and eight months later, you don't have money. How are you going to get it? And so staying on the positive side of this, that, you know what, when you do open and you do decide that and you want to be this niche retailer and you know your numbers and you say, you know, for a year and um if it doesn't make anything i my expenses are covered that's great but i think it you know retail is like restaurants too sure you could open one that's the easy part the hard part is you know the real you know two people quit on you and suddenly you have to go and open the store and not hate it right you've got to Mm -hmm. have that right attitude which you know that leads me to another thing i mean what do you train about attitude because i think attitude is everything, oh, isn't it? It is the single deciding factor in everything we do. Um, you know, when I when I interview people, and I've interviewed people with PhDs, I've hired doctors in my career, and I've I've hired people that didn't graduate high school. And you know what? There's obviously an effort, and all everybody has their own story, but attitudes will get everywhere. And so I always take time to, um, you know, people have worked with me have. If, if we've had to have a take a knee conversation, you know, or a curbside coaching regarding <laughs> attitude, I look them right in the eyes and I'm like, let me give you some personal feedback. And I care enough about you to tell you this, uh, you know, and sometimes people are, are open minded to listen. But boy, attitude uh, from a father and I teach my kids that to a, a leader and I teach my team that attitude is single most important aspect of your your job skill. And so do you work on getting them to come to it or is, or do you pretty much tell them that this is something they have to work on or do you give them an example? I mean, I could, I could argue all of those, right. That, you know, you hired the wrong attitude. There's nothing, you know, there are websites where people just talk trash about retail customers. I'm sure you've seen them. I've been flamed on different ones because I'm too positive. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, how do you know what's, What's changeable with that person? Certainly. Well, you know, I'm a person where I, again, being the elephant, I like asking questions and I like getting people to think for themselves and I'll offer. And it obviously depends on severity. If it's a really bad attitude, I don't have time for that. You know, I mean, you, you can't show up like with with horns and and, and spit and fire. <laughs> but if, if it's just a, a, you know, lackadaisical, bad attitude, passive aggressive, whatever, you know, I'll ask them, 
how do you think you're being perceived right now? What kind of what kind of vibes are you sending? You so know, let's role play this. So I say bet. I think I'm fine. I think I go to wrong well with everyone, Brian. Well, you know what, Bob, I uh, I appreciate how you feel, you know, and I'm going to not agree with you. And I'm going to give you an example. The way that I saw you talk to your coworker over there, you, you asked him something, you know, and you didn't even say please. And you had a sharp tone. Do you think would you like to be talked about talked to like that, Bob? Well, I wouldn't, but she's been doing it wrong for three times. I'm just tired of her. Yeah. Hey, I can appreciate that. But, you know, you've been here a long time, right? Uh, three you, years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty long time in retail. Do you what could you do to help her? Well, I've explained it to her three or four times. Yep. I get I mean, you. She's dumb as a brick or he's dumb as a brick, whatever. Well, you know what? That's not the right attitude. We don't even be calling people that. You know, Bob, I'm going to challenge you. In fact, I'm going to give you a, a homework assignment. Your homework assignment is to connect with her and teach her how to do it right. Because something's missing. You know what? I know you've told her three times, but something's missing. And you know what? The time I'm taking with you right now, maybe you could take with her. Oh, there you go. Nice. Nicely done. I, and listeners, I want you to just notice how Brian's very focused. He knows exactly where he's going to go, and he's not going to let the employee off. And I think that's also what, what's great about working retail, because you know that that attitude comes in everywhere, right? I mean, it comes in when they're dealing with their home life, when they're dealing with other people in another retail store. You know, um, Zig Ziglar used to tell this whole story about kicking the cat and um, how you just have to remember somebody kicked their cat down the way and we've got to find a way to get them over that. Otherwise they just keep doing it to everyone they meet. And, mm -hmm. um, and your idea of, of realizing the time I'm spending with you is something for you to do with them. I think that's, uh, I, I think that's, that's absolutely a great way to do it. Um, how has the way that you thought about retail changed in the past few years? You've been in it for, you know, oh, a quarter of a century. Yeah. So, well, I tell you, gone are the days. Gone are the days where um, it's all about that that high level of service. Because I think people's attention has gone from the the employee to their phone, and uh -huh. they're very smart people. Our shoppers are very intelligent. They already know what they want. They don't need that long explanation of the features and benefits. They're pretty much shopping now for convenience, lifestyle, and price. And uh -huh. it used to be price when the internet kind of was really getting hot you know, five, 10 years ago, it was all about price. Now that prices have kind of normed, there's really no great deal, if you will, because Amazon kind of flattened that out. I think it's about connecting with people authentically. You know, for, you know, when I was at boards, it'd be like, well, good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Welcome to the store. How may right. I help you? Today, it's like, hey, gang, what's going on? It's a lot more casual. Huh? Um, my employees have their phones. Customers have their phones. They do things together with their phones, and it, it's just how things work. So in the last three years, holy smokes, the, the casualness of shopping has just changed dramatically. I mean, I wear jeans to work. I used to wear a two-piece suit. <laughs> I, wear, I wear penny loafers and jeans, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I wear jeans to work. But that's just how it is these right. days. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Well, I understand you're an author, soon to be author. What are you writing about? Uh, I am so excited to tell you this because, you know um, – boy, have I screwed up in my retail career, like enough to now say I could be a great teacher. Uh, and it's a called the uh, humor and art of retail leadership. It's nice. pretty much a story of my journey and some pretty good learnings along the way in retail leadership. And for example, one of my one of my uh, chapters is, do I really have to wear a name tag? 
because <laughs> let's face it, all of us in retail wear name tags, right? And none of us like wearing a name tag. Right. We lose the damn thing half the time. And it's a, it's a chapter dedicated to just the follies and fumbles and stuff about wearing a name tag and how usually you go into a store. And I see this at least every week where a name tags upside down. And I don't say anything because you know what, soon enough they'll figure it out. They'll feel like, you know, embarrassed. It's a funny chuckle. Um, you know, so it's a book to really inspire retail leaders on on really leadership. It's it takes a lot of in-depth analysis on Good. what a manager does, but really what a leader can do. And, um, you know, there's some funny stuff along the way. So I'm really excited. I'm I'm in the process of uh, final edits and I have my artwork artwork done for the cover. I had a, a high school uh, graphics art team do it for me. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah. So I'm excited, uh, excited to release it. And uh I know I'm going to sell at least six copies because I have six friends that are excited to read it. So uh, we'll see how it does. Well, that's good. You better start a blog because that's the key that drives everything. And you bet. I think, I think you give me a good uh, segue into the question I ask all my guests, which is tell me something good about retail. It's an amazing business. It is absolutely the most evolving business I've ever seen. You know, I study business in all kinds of weight, shapes and sizes. And retail is so exciting because what we're doing now Five years from now, we'll have evolved to a new level of convenience and serving and, and technology that will just be even cooler. So, you know, the great thing is our jobs have deep roots. We are going to be OK. Um, and, you know, the, the Internet will not will not destroy uh, retail. It'll just get better. Good. Yeah, I always think that, the you know, to me, retail is a great normalizer of people. I know it wasn't me. I mean, it kind of teaches you that there's other people more important than you. And mm -hmm. if you just help enough other people get what they want, you're going to get what you want. That's kind of it. But it suddenly changes the ball from it's all about you. So I have great hopes that uh, retail will continue to be able to do that instead of us staying in our little vacuum of our smartphones all day long and uh, thinking it's all about us, which is, um, I think, um, deadly as a, as a civilization <laughs> when, we, when we can't really just take that moment and be in that place to be with another person and realize like, oh, what would it feel like to be this customer or the shopper in our store and, uh, and to be treated either really well or really poorly. And I, I think most shoppers these days, you know, the reason it's easy to shop online is it's kind of a crapshoot when I go in a lot of stores. You know, I might be ignored. I might be yeah. treated rudely. And I, rather than have any of that, it's easier just to stay on my phone. But, you know, it's just the exact opposite, too. I have met uh, some amazing salespeople uh, at wonderful, particularly at clothing stores and, um, and uh, specialty uh, sporting goods, who I will go out of my way to go back and see. And I don't think that changes because no. what ultimately the thing is that people are able to open their heart to another human being that resonates with us and we want more of it. Would you agree? Totally agree. You know, the, the, the art of serving will always be here. And obviously right now, as I said, our eyes are down, but they'll get back up to the customer service. I, I firmly believe that, that that human interaction and that exchange of knowledge and assistance will, will always have a place because we'll get tired of our phones. I mean, that's, I just see it everywhere you go. Everybody's looking at their phone, but when I get a chance, especially when I'm in stores, you know, I love selling stuff. So I have no problem going up to customers saying, Hey folks, how are you? Yeah, they, yeah. they don't know I'm a district manager and they don't even need to know. I'm just Brian. I'll carry out your product. I'll put exactly. it in your car, whatever. But you know what? It's fun. Cause I'll say, Holy cow, you better not park far away. Cause this is heavy. You know, and they laugh, <laughs> you know, because I want them to realize they had a really good experience with someone versus a phone. 
Yeah, and I think that's what I always teach. The parties in the aisles. If you're out behind the counter and you think that somehow people coming up to you and asking where stuff is, that's a recipe for having a boring job and, and not having a good time. But if you really yeah. want to get out there, there's amazing stories to be had. Would you agree? Absolutely. Oh, my, the people you've met. I mean, I sold furniture to one of the Almond Brothers, and uh, I was 18 awesome. years old, and I was like, holy cow, uh, cool. Can I get your address? And I'm not trying to be weird, but I got to get this <laughs> delivered to you. You know, and uh, you just meet all kinds of people. And, um, you know, I've helped lots of people. I've hired customers. And uh, so it's really cool. Nice. Well, is there anything else that I forgot that you wanted to tell me about uh, working in retail that comes across? Yes. You mentioned we did a role play and I love role play. And I think I'm the only guy besides you, Bob, that I've met that loves the role play. And oh, yeah. To all the retail people out there, I would say, my goodness, role play, role play, role play. Everybody's going to tell you they hate it, but they really like it. And it makes you better because what you Absolutely. do in a role play is exactly what you do with a customer. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad you did that. That is a great point. You know, I use training the analogy of I go to learn how to play tennis. Okay, so the first day they show me backhand. I'm like, oh, great. I'm ready for Wimbledon. They're like, no, you're going to practice that 10,000 times. You're like, yeah. but, but I want to learn how to serve. It's like there's no, no point there. until you get this down. And that's what role playing. We, we call that practice in everywhere. You know, if you're learning a musical instrument or a sport or something. But somehow when we get into uh, when it, it deals with restaurants or retail, we somehow have this aversion to it. And we'd rather do that with a real customer where, holy crap, that may not go well. Right. You're right. And I say to my team, remember, practice doesn't make perfect. It makes it permanent. OK, that's There's a big difference. And uh, so we're going to role play and I'm going to probably make the first mistake. So that levels the playing field. There you go. And, uh, so don't you know, I always say, don't be nervous by being wrong with me. I hope you're wrong with me because then you're going to be right with a customer. Perfect. Well, that's a great way for us to leave it, Brian. I really appreciate you joining in today. If somebody wanted to circle back and find you on LinkedIn, for example, to be able to pre-order your book or when it comes out where sh what uh, what should they know well my linkedin profile is certainly up and running i uh, i'm very active i'm a writer on linkedin so if you're ever interested in anything i've said uh, i i do write quite a few articles on there so you can just find me under brian travilla uh, on linkedin and then when my uh when my book's ready i am going to use amazon to uh, help me with that so more to come on that excellent well thanks so much for joining us delighted bob thank you bye bye-bye I hope you'll join me next time when Roberta Bonoff, CEO of Creative Kid Stuff in Minneapolis, shares her experiences of being in retail for 30 years, why tasks often get priority over selling, how they started their own TV show, what customers care about, and more. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doctor. Please share the love and tell your friends to subscribe as I engage retailers to share their tips for growing your retail business. Find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. While you're there, you can find a transcript of this podcast. You can send an email to me at bob at retaildoc.com to tell me what you thought of this episode. And or you can leave a comment and share your experience right here as it relates to what we were talking about today. Again, I hope you'll tune in for another episode and good selling.